welcome to episode two of the Forty Truth Podcast. Today it's um, just me. Couldn't get a host for this week, but we're going to have an episode anyway because I want to get consistent uploading. At the minute, it's looking like it's going to be Friday every two weeks because hopefully, I'm hoping that'll give me time to maybe get a co-host and get other stuff planned out, plan out the episode as such. But I'm going to go on my own today just to keep it going anyway, keep the podcast going. So first, we're going to talk about. I suppose the main story is. Liverpool beat City in what was an incredible game, to be to be fair. Um, Liverpool just raised it, I thought. Um, there, it was ref really well. Apart from apart from maybe Haaland's goal was ruled out, Foden's goal even that was ruled out. It was ref really well. It was left flow, and then I think that's where you don't want VAR to intervene because it ruins the way he's trying to ref the game a certain way, and then that's being changed almost. Because he's been letting those, like, Fabinho goes down there, and I think that's let go if it doesn't lead to a goal anyway, because it was, and that's, that was just what the, that was happening in the game. So, I mean, do I, th- I think VAR maybe needs, it needs to be more consistent that maybe Michael Oliver needs to be in touch with the VAR saying, okay, this is what we're going to pull on today, we're going to try and let it be a bit more lean, and maybe they need to communicate with him a bit better as well. But, I mean, what do I know? I only run a podcast. Um, see, what it's, I mean, apart from that, that was, it was a brilliant game. Salah's touch, oh, was that, was that good? That was one of the greatest goals. That's definitely, that could get the postcast. I mean, the touch to go around the defender. It was an easy finish after mine, but just to throw, the fact that it's come from such a long distance as well, and he's turned it, which is beautiful. And that's really, that could be the start of his form. So I've transferred him in FBL anyway. I'd imagine everyone else has as well, because... If you know from playing FBL, you always have to have Salah. There's like three or four players you have to have, and then you can maybe pick an odd one that'll get you some more points, like maybe Lewis Dunk or something might get a goal. You need those sort of players, and then you need Salah, Haaland, De Bruyne, all them. And also, Arsenal barely bet lead, which now gives them a four-point lead on City, which I, I can't believe they have that, to be honest with you. But as for whether or not they'll stay they'll stay in the head of them, nah. I mean, the thing is, if Haaland gets injured, which will be easy bit injury-prone, but City can just carry on. De Bruyne will go up, striker, and they'll play exact same way they always had. They did last year, and they did the year before. They've done ever since Aguero left. Whereas, with Arsenal, if, like, let's say, Jesus gets injured, Unketi is a totally different player. They'd have to change the way they play. Like, Unketi is very good when he's up with Jesus, but I don't know if he could carry the team. In that same sense, or even if Saka or Martinelli gets injured, we've still got Smith Rowe when he's come back from injury. Unketi is there, and Fabio Vieira. Fabio Vieira is a very different player to a Martinelli or Saka, so it's hard to see how he'd fit in. What else was there? Um, wasn't really much else going on apart from United drew to Newcastle. That seems to be. I mean, United haven't picked up at all. They're going to be. They're going to be battling with Newcastle for the top six. It looks like at the minute. Um, I thought Ronaldo's goal should have stood, though. I mean, that's, that's again, that's the VAR thing. I mean, the ref, what happened there was basically the defender kicked it back to the keeper, but the ref's already signalled that the game started. Because I think something like when the ref had his hand up, the game's both not in play, but then the ref put his hand down as he kicked it. So then at that time, the ball, the ball was taken as a free kick because he'd blown the whistle. So it probably should have stood, but it's, it is an awkward one for a referee. You have to give him that. I mean, if it stands, it's controversial. It doesn't stand, it's controversial. It's probably, it's probably less controversial to not give it because then it's a draw. But uh, 
yeah, I'd have given it. And then, that's really all there was in the Prem at the weekend. What we'll also might get on to is the Ballon d'Or, which, to be honest, the Ballon d'Or has lost its, um, it's lost its height for me ever since Lewandowski. Lewandowski didn't get it. It's kind of turned to a bit of a farce as well. I mean, Ronaldo and Messi used to always back and forth. That was kind of the main battle. Whereas now, whoever's going to win the Ballon d'Or, you basically know halfway through the season. Like Benzema, Benzema's always been winning that. Ever since they won that Champions League, he's always been winning. And then he's never like revealed at the tour at the ceremony as well. It's always like halfway before it, an hour, an hour before it, three hours before it. It's like always oh, been leaked. Benzema's won, and then let's face it, finished top three. No one really cares. I mean, but we'll have a look at it anyway. So Benzema won. Sadio Mane too. Obviously, he won Afcon, and he was a part of an incredible Liverpool side. But more recently, since he's gone to Bayern, I, I, he's been good for Bayern. But now that he's in Bayern, it's kind of maybe maybe just I just follow the Premier League more. It do, it doesn't seem like he's had that much of an impact. So two, I think that's a bit high. The Bruyne I would have maybe put second because. The Brian is just, he's so consistent with everything he does. Then you've got fourth, Lewandowski. Lewandowski probably, he does deserve to have one. He does have the 2021, it's not technically. I don't see him getting another one, though, which is one thing. Like he's kind of, he's, he's getting on in, in age now. He's still going to be up there, but I think Haaland, Mbappe, Phil Foden, Pedri, they're all going to come up ahead of him, and he's just not going to get the Ballon d'Or. Same thing that happened with Neymar, he's kind of, He's the third best pick out of what's there. I mean, he's fourth, but he's he's not he's not the number one. If that makes sense. And then fifth, Salah. Salah. Again, more recently, Salah's not been great. But of course, last season he was from January on to July. He was probably Afcon. Got to the final. He's just he just is a top top player. Sixth, Mbappe, who's been a bit controversial recently because apparently he's trying to sort his he's trying to get himself out of PSG after receiving a million a week and he's also the financial director so I suppose if he wants to sell himself he can I mean there's nothing they can really do to stop him but the thing is where's going to get him though where's going to want him though because obviously he wants to go to Real Madrid but will him would him and Benzema mix I'm not really sure I suppose they do they, will, they are going to play together for the World Cup but on a club level Benzema at the minute is going to want to be the main man and Mbappe of course always thinks he's the main man so it's tricky to see it's been established as well that Mbappe is a bit of a pain. I mean, dealing with him is going to be a problem. And as well, you're, you're going to have to match his wages, which are extortionally high, and he also is the head of sporting at PSG. You're only really looking at four or five clubs that are going to be able to afford that, for starters. Um, Newcastle, Man City, and he's not going to go to Newcastle because they're just not up. They're not playing Champions League at the minute. So Barry's willing to step down his wages a bit force his way to Real Madrid that's the only real option I see for him he's going to have to have a good World Cup as well to really get himself gone in January because you need he needs to be consistent at a point in his career like he's not a youngster anymore he's an established player he won the World Cup at 18 he's 22 23 now he needs to show a bit more a bit more maturity to, uh, that he can lead a team and win stuff because he's not won a, he's won a league he hasn't won a Champions League he won a World Cup but he was he? The, he was. Suppose he was the main man for that World Cup team, but that was bursting on the scene. You weren't really expecting that. Whereas now, I think teams can teams know he's there. They adapt to him. I just don't think that really works for him. And then Haaland came tenth, which is probably the lowest he's going to get for the next couple of years. 
Although I don't see him getting the extraordinary amount of goals that people are saying. Some people are saying he's going to get like 40 goals in the Prem. I think he's had that initial burst. I think he didn't score at the weekend. Maybe, I could be wrong, but I don't think he maybe he doesn't score for a few weeks. Maybe he's still going to end on something high, like 27, maybe 30 plus. But I think 30 plus is, is still a lot. He's not going to end up on... If he stays going the way he's going, he's going to get 64 four goals. But that would be an incredible achievement and... I think when you come against when you come against players that are going to teams that are going to set up defensively, they're going to all try and block him. Which then maybe Phil Foden's going to score, Bernardo Silva's going to score. I can just see him maybe slouching out a bit. I'm not saying that that's going to it is going to be very hard. He's still going to get goals, but it's going to be maybe just a regular amount of goals if you get me. Then twentieth we have Ronaldo, which is probably the lowest he's been in a while. But at the same time. I think that's even inflated a bit because of that Ronaldo that Ronaldo energy. They've gone, okay, he's the twenty best player in the world, but last year was he the twentieth best player in the world? I'm not really sure, to be honest with you. I, I wouldn't say so. And then let's see. After that Messi wasn't in the first time Messi's not been in the list for the first time since two thousand five. Like not been there at all. He was ranked eighty third. I've heard I've heard think ten is eighty third, but I'm not sure if that's an official number, or if that's just saying he's eighty third. But I think it is time he's not in it. I mean, he's been dominant for so long, one of the best players ever, probably the best player ever, to be honest. But um, it's probably deserved he's not in it because he hasn't been the Messi of of old since he's gone to PSG. I mean, it really has been a downturn in his career. I mean, he has got Neymar and Mbappe there, and maybe that's the problem because. He's not. He's he's at a time in his career where he needs to be the main man because he's not going to work back. He's not going to track back, get ball, dribble past players. But he needs a system around where he's linking things, maybe getting into positions, ghosting, being left on his own, and that's not really going to happen for him. I'd love to see him back at Barcelona, but obviously they can't afford a thing at the minute, and that's actually because. They've tried to develop. They're trying to develop Camp Nou, which is going to cost them 1.5 billion euros. Which, considering they're already in 1.3 billion euros worth of debt, and they can't afford to pay players, it's just there must be something going on dodgy there. Because even in the summer, they signed Rafinha, Koundé, and Lewandowski for a combined total of 140 million. Before you're looking at wages, they've also signed free transfers. Bellerin, Christensen, they're all going to be paying getting monstrous money now the pandemic didn't help but didn't help but they must have been paying it they must have been well working over their station to be in that level of debt because all the other players all the other teams went through a pandemic and they seemed fine apparently what they're saying the reason they got into this debt was poor transfer marketing so basically they were backing on the fact that they were going to go hot they were going to go far in the champions league and get that get that get that um, tv right money which which didn't happen because last year they were in the Europa League, which as I've actually found out, it's not that's not actually that's not just a problem from a fin- from a footballing terms of oh we're not competing in the high level we're not competing in. that's like a financial disaster. You can make the winners of the Champions League can make up to eighty five million just through prize money, and that's before you're looking at TV rights, and then as well. Sponsorships often have clauses like Man United and Adidas. Adidas have to pay Man United significantly less if they don't make the Champions League, which is what happened last couple, last this year anyway. Maybe next year as well. So that means that that's gonna 
that's going to impact them financially. And you've also got, I mean, well, what have they done to try and raise money? They've obviously moved stuff around. Like they've, um, like they've borrowed 600 million from Goldman Sachs and they've sold, they've signed with Spotify and they've sold at least 25% of their rights to La Liga for 25 euros for over half a billion. And that's basically all that they can, so they can feel the team, which basically isn't going to win the Champions League. They're probably going to end up back in Europe League, which is another financial disaster. And that doesn't only impact them, impact them first-hand, but also second-hand, because, I mean, teams don't want to be associated with... Highly sponsored aren't going to pay as much money for a team that's in the Europa League as they would if they were in the Champions League and looked like winning it, which they can't compete with Inter, they can't compete with Real Madrid. Real Madrid are going to win La Liga, that's more or less confirmed. But still, the squad does have can have potential, so... Maybe maybe they can go on to win something. I mean, they lost they lost the El Clasico pretty convincingly at the weekend. So, but maybe still because I mean they've got Pedri, Lewandowski, uh, Busquets is still there, PK is still there, uh, Marcus Alonso. It's a very good side and Gavi obviously as well. But they, at the moment, they maybe they're gonna have to sell some of these players just to make enough money to keep going because they they could get like two hundred three hundred million. Sign Pedri, sell Anzu Fati, sell Ferran Torres. I mean, they're going to be world class. But the problem is that for a team of Barcelona standard, that's just not allowed. They need to be. They need to be good straight away. They need to always be winning. Like if they don't win the Europa League this year, that's a disaster. Or they don't win Copa del Rey. They've not won the Champions League since 2015, which is already. I mean, Barcelona fans obviously aren't going to be happy with that. And he's gonna. They're gonna have to try and they're gonna have to try and keep those players. But I don't think they are. They do want a new owner, but I don't think that's gonna happen because he's gonna stay. Their owner's gonna stay looking for a super league to try and protect that Barcelona heritage. If he can't do it on the pitch, I mean, maybe then. They, but they're gonna need. They don't have the money to buy the big players anymore. Like Neymar back, they probably they probably can't afford. All they can afford is what they have, which is good. But it's just not that next step. But I don't think... I can't see them going bankrupt because La Liga aren't going to let that happen just because of the historicness of Barcelona. They're going to want to have that name there because they're s- they are still, even when they're not performing, such a big financial learning. El, El Clasico's on TV rights, sponsorship, etc. So I think they need to get that team sorted. Maybe, maybe Xavi's not the man. I mean, obviously, Barcelona legend, great player, but maybe he's just not the man. They need as a manager need to maybe Tommy Tuchel's available, but then it all comes back to the finances, doesn't it? And they don't have that at the minute. So what I also that's that's all I've really got for there. So what I also wanna say is this is probably the last thing. Uh, this is probably looking to be in a twenty minute short episode, but we'll get it out. We'll hopefully have someone else on next week and it'll hopefully be better than this anyway. So on last week's podcast I mentioned I had a theory about Liverpool that was basically the reason Klopp's teams get seem to have a downfall after seven years is because is because of there's been told that when they're taking the inhaler because apparently 16 of them have asthma which is way up on numbers that we would normally see that after seven years it's, it's actually dangerous and they have to stop and so I've looked at the facts of that and First, I thought, initially, this rumour, first start, I didn't think it was going to be a big deal. I thought, you know, fair play to them. They've, if they're if that's what they're doing, that's what they're doing. Because I thought the players still had to be good at football. still got to train their lungs. And I just kind of threw that out for a bit of content, to be honest. 
So I had a look at it anyway, and first I checked about the benefits of saying that their players have asthma might be. Basically, if they have asthma, they can take six points of a subutable inhaler within a 12 hour for people that have asthma. I think that's the blue one. So it's just, it's just your standard. Whereas if a player doesn't have asthma, that's a banned drug. Because according to some studies, it boosts sprint and strength performance. But on a long-term impact, in terms of like throughout the course of 90 minutes, or say if you were cycling or running, that doesn't do anything for you. It, it all it, it might do, what it might do is it might make your breathing a bit easier to start with. But then, as it carries on, it doesn't re- it doesn't it doesn't have any impact basically. And so I think the fitter you are, the less impact it has. So if the likes of the likes of me took it, I suppose, or someone who's not a top top level athlete took it, that might have a big impact. But because they're already working at such a high level, it's not going to make a difference. And as well as that, what I didn't realize is they can actually also pick up through working at such high performance, maybe in cold winters and. Etc. They're gonna. They can actually pick up a work performance-based asthma, which I didn't know was possible. And I think, and I, th- I think that that's probably the reason that because they've been going for such a long period of time, maybe more of them would have carried asthma through different training methods. Just overall, because the high press is a, it's the high press is a difficult on the body. I can only imagine, but because you're constantly go go go, you're closing down the ball. Whereas other teams like say the way Burnley play not going to be as hard because you're sitting back and you're just kind of protecting space whereas they're attacking the ball constantly plus and as well as that from the rumour if you really think about how would it come out because it's not it's not like Klopp's going to advertise it and from what I've seen no no one from the Liverpool camp has come out and said that oh they have asthma so yeah basically that's that's cap and I was talking I didn't know what I was talking about at that stage so Maybe I'm not. As promised, I'll do better in the future and we'll have really exclusive on this podcast. So I think that's going to be all for now anyway. We're about we're about 20 minutes in. I'm going to try get another episode out in two weeks. And I forgot to say this last episode, actually. Please like like it on Spotify. Give us a five-star rating. Share it around if you feel like it, if it's been good, which I'm sure it has been. Especially since it's just me. We don't have a guest pulling down the standard of just pure ball knowledge we have right here. So, yeah, I'm going to try and get a guest on next week. We've also, we're also going to look at maybe getting a new logo. I tried to make my own one, but that really, yeah, it didn't work. I tried to scan it, and it just looks, it looks terrible. I'm going to maybe get one done online, or I could ask, I'm going to try and maybe ask people to do it for me, people who I know are good at that sort of some graphic design, maybe just people doing graphic design in college. Oh, we're gonna have a look around anyway. See what we'll see what we can come up with anyway. So I think that's gonna be it. So I'll have a new episode up in two weeks and until then, yeah, bye.